0: Thank you guys. I'm back. Part two of Shipwreck. But this part I want to talk about: loving from a distance. When do you have to love from a distance? Um, again, we were talking about the story of King Saul and David, right? Um, King Saul was he he was telling everyone because he became envious of David because he saw the favor of God on his life, the anointing of God on his life, and he began to. Um, throw spears at him. He wanted to kill him because of the envy that was in his life. It wasn't that anything was wrong with David. David had uh, treated King Saul had served him very well and had did nothing but good by him. But again, I talked to early in the other podcast that make sure that you're suffering for righteousness sake and you're not suffering as a busybody, or meddler in someone else's business or for doing evil because when, when you suffer for doing evil, there's no glory in that. But when you're suffering for righteousness' sake, the Bible tells us that truly the glory of the Lord is resting upon you. So are you, um, here, this example of of the story of David, 1 Samuel 18, please read the whole story. It's a lot in this. So here we have Saul, the, the only thing David was guilty of was being good, right? Isn't that what Christ was guilty of? The only thing he was guilty of was being good because he, all those things that they said about him was lies and they was not true. And so the Bible said that when we choose to live for Christ, we too will suffer persecution. Because how many of you know that devils don't die? So the same devils that was there in Jesus' day is those same devils that's here in our day. <laughs> devils don't die. So when do you have to love from a distance? Well, here's a perfect story. Even though David didn't have anything against King Saul. The Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 18, because of the anointing and the favor that was on um, David's life, and that because Saul saw that his daughter loved David, um, and that the spirit of the Lord was on him, it says Saul became an enemy. Uh, verse, 1 Samuel eighteen twenty eight. it says... Thus Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David and that Micah, Saul's daughter, loved him. And Saul was still more afraid of David. So Saul became David's enemy continually. Now, when you have an enemy, a continual enemy, a continual enemy is someone who refused to forgive. And really, like I said earlier, is that forgiveness, unforgiveness, is really being angry about someone else's issues. Yes, it's okay for us to hate what God hates, but not to judge it. The Bible says love overcomes evil. So yes, you can forgive them. But when someone is constantly um, becoming continual in evil, when they have a wicked heart, because remember, evil, evil is a bad attitude, but wicked is a heart attitude. There's a difference between wicked and evil. So Saul had then moved into wickedness. And so the Bible says, so Saul became David's enemy and and, and continually. So now it was no longer for Saul. He was going to the point of no return, really headed towards a reprobate mind because his mind was no longer on time to serve the Lord, trying to do what God say, do. He was bent on destroying David. That's a terrible place to be. Are you bent on? Are you so full of hate and so full of bitterness that you're bent on trying to destroy someone. You're bent on trying to destroy their reputation. You're bent on trying to destroy their friendships. You're bent on trying to destroy their ministry. You're bent on trying to destroy their marriage. You're bent on trying to destroy their character. Whatever, know that that is not a good place. Because when you get wicked, that becomes a hard attitude. And see, the thing about it is we tend to think that we can... This is why the Lord says vengeance is mine and I will repay. Why? Because in order to get even, you have to become just as evil. Okay? That's why we especially as believers, we cannot practice vengeance. We have to leave that to the Lord. And our job in all of this, David's job and all everything that King Saul tried to do, he tried to set him up, send him off to war to be killed and but the because the favor of God was on him, he kept rebounding. You don't have to worry. I'm saying this too. You don't have to worry about your enemies. Don't get focused on what the devil is doing. Don't be ignorant of the devil devices. Okay. Um, but the, I want you to know that the Lord, the angels of the Lord is doing warfare on your behalf, on our behalf, when we're walking in righteousness. When we're righteousness is walking in right standings with the Lord, doing the best that we know according to his word, according to our ability. Because when we know to do good and do it not for us to sin. But here David was hadn't did anything. He did good to he was doing good to Saul, but Saul kept giving giving him um, evil in return for his good. If you give evil in return for good, let me find this. Let me find this. If you give evil evil in return for good. Then evil will not uh, depart from your house good evil will not return depart from your house proverb well this is listen um, proverbs 17 and 13 says if anyone returns evil for good evil will never evil will never leave the house of the one who pays back evil for good be careful with that. This is how, this is warfare. Don't become, the Bible says don't become, oh don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And this is a prime example of what David was doing. David was overcoming evil with good because on numerous occasions he had a chance to kill Saul and he didn't. He even went down while he was sleeping, cut a piece of his robe and showed it to him. See, I could have killed you while you slept, but I didn't. Why are you doing this and you know the good thing about this story is that David understood that it that what Saul had going on didn't have anything to do with him. David even though it was attack against him, David did not take it and make it about him because he kept saying, Saul why are you why are you trying to kill me? I've done nothing to you I've always done right by you. So David understood and knew that the problem was not with him but the problem was with him. How many of you know that um, people can be at odds with you, not because of something you did, but because of something that's inside of them. You don't even know you offended the person because that wasn't your intention. That's not what you did. But because of the condition of their heart, they took on the offense. Every time you take on the offense, you take it personal and you make it about them. Why come they just couldn't have been having a bad day? Okay, but here, David knew, that what King Saul had going on had nothing to do with him. Matter of fact, he used to play for him when the demons used to come and torment him. Right? He said, look, I've been nothing but good to you. But in return for my good, never return good evil for good. When someone does good to you, you need to try to reciprocate. Because if you give evil to somebody, when they have done nothing but good to you and have not done nothing to you, That's a dangerous place to be because it says evil will never leave your house. You're going to open yourself up to that death angel. You open yourself up to that death angel because when it says evil will never leave your house, that's going to try to go down to your children and everything else. Don't do evil. Don't give evil in return for evil. You have to give good in return for evil because love overcomes evil. But even if it doesn't, because when a person is wicked, this is a person who refused to change. A wicked person is not going to change. King Saul is going towards a reprobate mind. It's already a hard heart because King Saul had a relationship with God. But when he turned his heart away from God, he killed. A, he had his men to kill like 80 some prophets Now, the thing that he used to worship is the thing he now hates because anything that's good reminds him of God. It reminds him of David. Envy is a very, well, there's envy and strife. Proverbs says there's every evil kind of work. So he had went from evil to wickedness. First, he just didn't like him. He he hated him. And then the Bible said he became his enemy. And even though David did not have anything in his heart against Saul, Saul had hate and murder in his heart towards David. You have to be careful for this. Now, as ambassadors of Christ and ministers of reconciliators, Luke 6.35, the word Jesus says, but love your enemies. Who is your enemy? Your enemy is someone who hates you, right? So when he say love them, he said do good to them. But you can do good at a distance because that's how David had to do with King Saul. He could have killed King Saul. He came and cut off a piece of his robe. But yet he did not. He, did, he still was doing good to the very man that was trying to take his life. Because when you do good to those that do evil to you, You're doing what God said to do, and that that allows the vengeance of God to work on your behalf. How many of you know that God created people and he knows what it's going to take to turn them? But in this case, Saul Heart was so hard. He was bent on doing evil. He had a wicked heart. And because he had a wicked heart, there was his his mind, his heart. Everything was bent on destroying what was good because David represented God to him. David represented everything that he used to be. He was envied. David, he feared him. He was afraid of him because he recognized the anointing that was on his life. And guess what? Demons will fear you. When they come against you and they see that the favor of God, because no matter what you try to do, this is why God says with those who love him and are called according to his purpose in Romans eight, that he will cause all things to work together for your good. It's good that you don't get tired of doing good. The Bible says, don't grow weary in doing good because in due season, you will reap the good you have sown. You've got to continue to be good to your enemies. I'm not saying you have to sit down and sup and hang out with them because like in this case here, David could not hang with King Saul because King Saul had hate in his heart for David. He wanted to kill him. It wasn't because of anything he had done. It was because of the evil that, the evil that was inside of him. But, like I said, if you had a part to play, say you sorry and mean it. Now, King Saul would play these little vicious games, and he would tell Jonathan, uh, go tell David, you know, that I'm not going to try to kill him, all right? He'll say, go get him. Tell him I'm not going to try to kill him. Right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to say it. But for real, he wasn't sincerely sorry, that was he was trying to trick him because he wanted something from him. How many of you know that when people are sincerely sorry that you'll be able to see it in their life, in their behaviors? Um, you can do loyalty tests. You can do loyalty tests on Facebook. Put up a good, a good, happy post and see if that person who you really do have an idea is an enemy of yours. See if they hit on it or see if they unfriend you. That's their loyalty test, but um, Jonathan did a loyalty test for David. You know, David. Saul told, uh, told his son Jonathan. He said, "Go tell David, I'm not gonna kill him. You know, tell him I'm I'm not I'm not gonna kill him." In, in 1 First Samuel 19, it says, "Now Saul spoke to Jonathan his son and to all the servants." that they should kill him. But Jonathan came back. You know, he interceded on David's behalf. And he said, Father, why? you know, my father Saul seeks to kill you. Jonathan told David, saying, my father Saul seeks to kill you. Therefore, please be on your guard until morning and stay in a secret place and hide. How many of you know that the Holy Spirit will let you know who your enemies are? (laughs) And your enemies, though they may try to hide and transform themselves into an angel of light, He will always reveal and expose to you. So David David came back on Jonathan's word. Jonathan told David, you know, I'll go to my father stand beside my father in the field and and all this kind of stuff. And then Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, verse 1 Samuel 19 and 4. Then Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, let not the king sin against his servant David, because he has not sinned against you and because his works have been very good towards you. For he took his life in his hand. He took his life in his hands and he killed the Philistines and the Lord brought a great deliverance in all of Israel. But that was the thing he was telling us, right? You saw it and rejoiced. Even you saw the good that he did and you rejoiced in it. Why then would you sin against innocent blood to kill David without a cause? See, Donathan said, you know what? You have, listen here. I wanna I wanna say this. People will hate you and they won't even know why. <laughs> He didn't even have a reason to hate David. See, the reason he hated David was because he was jealous of David. It wasn't where David had did anything to him. So when you find people not liking you, they can't tell you why they don't like you. They're just jealous of you because that's why they don't like you. But our part as believers is not to go down that same rabbit trail with him. Our part as believers is to bless those that curse us and to do good to those that do evil to us. Pre-adventure, their heart has not come to a place that is so hard that they cannot repent, having a reprobate mind. Every time we say no to God, we resist God. And every time we say no to God, we harden our heart. That's a dangerous place. So today I pray that if you're in the sound of my voice and you can hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying, that you will not harden your heart, but that you will come to repentance. I like to tell people, the Bible says the goodness of God that draws people to repentance. Fine. Do something good for somebody so they can um, be drawn to repentance. But know this, that when you're dealing with a person with a wicked heart, they're not coming. They're not going to be drawn to repentance. Because a wicked-hearted person has set their heart against God. And they say, I don't care what he say. I'm not going to forgive. I don't care what he say. I'm not going to forgive. That's Don't do that. Because that's going towards a wicked heart. The Bible says that David, Saul became an enemy of David's. And his whole life was about trying to kill him. Trying to destroy him. Because Saul had become an enemy of David. Don't let your hate destroy you. Don't let your hate destroy you. But Saul had become an enemy of David. Not because David had done anything to him but because he was envious of him. That's why Saul had become an enemy of David's. Because he was jealous of him. He recognized and saw the anointing that was on his life. And so when you run into people that don't like you, and you hadn't did anything to them, the chances are that's you're running up to that Saul spirit. They're jealous of you. But the sad thing about all of this is, is that there's nothing to be jealous of. So even though David loved King Saul, King Saul didn't love David. And because King Saul didn't love David, David could not sit his feet under his table. Because he was bent on destroying him. He was bent on destroying him. King Saul was bent on destroying David because simply because he was envious of him. It's not where he had did anything to him. It's just that he was jealous of him. You know somebody like that? People who don't like you and you don't even know why because you did not did anything to them. Don't even really know them. It's because they're jealous of you. And envy is a very dangerous spirit. And I tell people, don't play around with this spirit. I don't like people around me to us of me. I don't even want them sitting in back of me. Because like Saul, they're plotting and they're planning wicked and evil. When you have a wicked heart, the Bible say, well, there's envy and strife. There's every evil kind of work. And so Saul's heart was, was filled with envy and strife. And he was always plotting and planning. So when... Um, Thank you guys for joining in on my uh, YouTube live page. I'm sorry I'm just not being able to get on. But I'm talking about shipwreck friendship, relationships. I'm talking about the story of King Saul and uh, David and how when well, we're angry and, and, and unforgiving towards people is because we're angry at their issues. And how King David knew and realized that what King Saul had going on didn't have anything to do with him. But it was because of the evil that was inside his own heart. So David, where I was coming from 2 Samuel 19, where David, you know, 18 prior, where he was saying, why are you, you know, why are you trying to, uh, 19, Jonathan saying to Saul, why are you trying to kill David? Why are you trying to kill him? Why did you sin against innocent blood to kill David without a cause? See, he has done nothing to you. Everybody's trying to find out their ex actions. So like, why don't you like me? I wonder why they don't like me. I had not did anything to them. Because it really wasn't about you. It was about the devil that was in them. The envy that was in their own heart. And when there's envy and strife, Proverbs says it's going to be every evil kind of work. Just know that there's a difference between evil and wicked. Do you know any of them? And when you're dealing with wicked people, those are gonna be some shipwreck relationships. Those are gonna be the ones that you're not going to be able to repair. I'm talking, I'm not talking about evil people. I'm talking about wicked people. Because evil is an attitude, but wicked is a heart. Is a heart matter. It's a matter of the heart. Okay, I talked earlier about Proverbs about the seventh, the six things that God hates. And one of the things he hates is a heart that's, uh, that's weak, a wicked heart to scheme plotting planet evil. Um, but also, like I was saying earlier, if you, you had a part to play, you need to repent, pick up, go to my um, podcast and, and pick up the rest of the episodes. Cause I was having technical difficulties, so I couldn't get on, but I'm here now. We're talking about first Samuel 19 shipwreck relationships, um, we need to know, recognize our enemy. Your enemy is people that are have a wicked heart. Uh, I'm not talking about people that, that who's been hurt and wounded. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who wish you dead, okay? People who hate you without a cause because you really haven't did anything to them. You did not have a part to play. You know, it's just people people who you don't even know will hate you for no reason. And they can't tell you why they don't like you, Um, but it's because of that spirit of envy that's in them. Okay? So here we go to to, uh, 1 Samuel 19 and 6. So Saul heeded the voice of Jonathan, and Saul swore, as the Lord gives, he shall not be killed. So now here's Saul saying, I'm not going to kill him. You know, Jonathan interceded on... uh, Davis' behalf so he thought you know he's trying to put in a good word for him you know why y'all don't like this man he ain't did nothing to you you know why y'all like this woman why y'all like this he ain't did nothing to you you know why y'all acting evil towards this person they ain't did nothing to you right So that's basically more or less what Jonathan was doing for David. He was like, why you want to shed innocent blood? This man ain't did nothing to you. You're doing this without a cause. You only have no reason not to like them. You only have a reason to wish them dead. You don't have a reason to try to sabotage them. You don't have a reason to try to mess up their character. You don't have a reason to lie on them. You don't have a reason to plot and plan and scheme. This is your enemy. A lot of people don't know when a person is an enemy or when a person is just hurt and wounded and acting evil. Acting evil and being wicked is two different things. I know some wicked people. I've encountered some wicked people. And when people are wicked, they are bent on your demise. These are not people that you can have sitting at your table. These are not people you can have in your life. You have to love these people from a distance because they're bent on your destruction. And they refuse to repent. But here, Saul pretend to have repented in verse 1 Samuel 19. And six. So Saul heeded the voice of Jonathan. He was listening to him. He was pretending to listen to him. And he even swore to Jonathan. It says here that, so Saul, let me get back here. Hold on a minute. And so it says here, so Saul swore, he swore, as the Lord lives, he shall not be killed. Then Jonathan called David because Jonathan believed Saul. He believed that, oh, I'm not going to try to hurt him. Oh, I don't have anything against him. Oh, I like him. I'm not going to try to kill him. So Saul believed, Jonathan believed what Saul said. Right? But how many of you know that repentance is evidence? You, When a person is really sorry, you'll see it in their behaviors. You'll see it in their attitude. You'll see it in their countenance. They're not just saying they're sorry because they're they want something from you. They're not just saying they're sorry because they got caught. But they're really sincerely... When you're sorry to God. So I always tell people that unless a person get delivered, they're still the same. <laughs> you know, they may try to pretend for a minute to try to put on a front. But in a, you just... you Just give it, a, give it a second. Let that anger rise up in them and you're going to see that demon manifest again. Why? Because they haven't been delivered. And so here... Satan was transforming himself into an angel like he was pretending to be sorry because he, he was plotting, planning, and scheming his heart. There was no, I had to tell someone once when I was in a situation, I said, there's no, no, there's no repentance. How did I know that there was no repentance? I could tell that there was no change um, because the attitude was still the same. <laughs> when people continue to do the same thing, they're not. Sometimes, now, don't get me wrong, but when people refuse to, ch- refuse to change, that's because they're not sorry. But when people are trying to change and they're falling down and, and, and every time they think about it every now and then they get angry, that's not, that's not a wicked person. This is a person that learns, needs to learn how to forgive. You guys go back to one of my podcasts. I talk about learning how to forgive because really unforgiveness is being mad at someone else's issues. I'm angry about what they said. I'm angry about what they did. I'm angry about how they are. But when David, this was a good, this is a good example of the story because David knew it wasn't anything wrong with him. That's why he kept asking Saul, what have I done to you? I've been nothing but kind to you. I've done nothing but good to you. Why are you trying to kill me? I've been kind to you, right? David understood that what King Saul had going on was not about him. We have to learn how not to take other people's issues and make them about us. But how do we do that? We do that by not taking on the offense. When you take on the offense, when you take make how other people are about you, that's when it becomes personal. And then you be and then you begin to want vengeance. But see, David didn't want vengeance on King Saul. Sometimes you just want people to snap out of it and wake up. But really Saul had went to the point of no return because now he he went from evil to wicked. He went from envy, because where there's envy and strife, there's every evil work, right? So he went from envy, because he was jealous of him, to hate, because it says he became his enemy, and now it's leading to murder, because hate leads to murder. He has a wicked heart, and the only thing he's bent on doing is destroying this man. He's going to the point of reprobate mind. He's at the place of reprobate mind, because he spent the rest of his life trying to figure out how to destroy this person. And the way you can tell when a person has not changed is when they saying the same thing, acting the same way. <laughs> There's, oh, repentance is a fruit, and you can see it. And so I had to say to someone once, I said, "There's no repentance. There's no fruit of repentance. They're not sorry because they're acting the same." That's a dangerous place to be in. Because God said when we don't forgive. Others, They won't forgive us. And I think the reason people have a hard time forgiving is because they think if by forgiving the person, they're saying they didn't do what they did. That's not forgiveness is really for you, first of all, because God said "If we don't forgive. He won't forgive. But just because you forgive a person don't mean that they have to sit at your table because when they've gone from evil to wicked, they will hurt you. And I have people in my life like that right now who I cannot be around because they've gone from evil to wicked. The longer you hold on to it, but then they'll pretend like King Saul said. So so Saul swore to Jonathan, oh, I'm cool. I I like them. Everything's going to be okay. I'm not going to kill them. And so Jonathan, he convinced them because Jonathan wasn't discerning. So Jonathan brought David to Saul and he was in his presence as in times past. Okay, come on. We can hang out again. We can come back. We can hang out again. So Jonathan brought David to King Saul. But see, his heart was not right. He was just plotting and planning. He was not sincere. He was not sorry for what he did. He was just a sheep, an angel, disguising himself as an angel of light. But in his heart, for real, he was still dark. He had a wicked heart. And there was war again. So David came back in his presence and there was war again because Jonathan had interceded on his behalf, said, why are you trying to kill me? He said, okay, I'm going to swear to you, Jonathan, that I'm not going to hurt him. Okay, let's come on. Let's come together. Let's, let's, okay, let's be friends again. Let's pretend to be friends again. I'm going to pretend to be his friend so he'll come back in my presence. So he'll start back being around me again. So he'll start back helping me again. But for real, I'm not his friend. Beware of that. David King Saul was an enemy of David's. Because he refused to forgive. Well, he hadn't did anything, but because of the envy that was in him. But like I said, if you did something wrong to someone, you're not suffering for righteousness' sake. You need to repent and you need to ask that person for, for forgiveness. But at the end of the day, it's still, even if that person never say they're sorry. Forgiveness is for you because when we don't forgive, the same it, it puts us in the seat of judgment. And the Bible says, "Judge not, lest you be judged." Because with the same measure that you use to judge someone else, is gonna come back to meet you. And so you you'll end up doing the same thing to somebody else what that person did to you because you refuse to forgive. So just because you forgive someone doesn't mean you can hang around them because. Saul, David didn't have anything against Saul, but because Saul wanted to kill him, he could not be, he could not come around him. This is when you have to love people from a distance. There's a time and a place, but we're not talking about people acting evil. We're talking about people being wicked. There is a difference between evil and wicked, and we have to be able to differentiate. So we're not cutting people out of our lives. We're not cutting our assignments out of our lives. Some people are acting like that because they're hurt and they're wounded and they're broken. And some people are just bent on being wicked and evil. There's a difference. We have to know the two. So we're not cutting people out of our lives that we're supposed to minister to. Because as believers in Jesus Christ, we're called to be ambassadors and ministers or reconciliators. Called to win people to Christ, not to put, cut them off. But see, when we don't understand this process, we don't really know what our enemies are. We think our enemy is a person that's acting evil. But evil is an attitude, but wicked is a heart condition. When you, there's some, I've encountered some wicked, wicked, wicked spirits. And those people guess what? They're not going to repent. Because and and as long as they're bent on doing evil cuz the Bible say this is Saul spent the rest of his life trying to kill David. Trying to ruin his reputation, trying to destroy his marriage, trying to destroy him. Trying to destroy his character, he lied on him. And then he no longer loved God. He didn't love God because that's what happens. You can't have love and hate. You can't say you love God and hate your brother who you can see. So David is a perfect example how to love your enemies. David is a thing, but even though David loved his enemies, he could not be around him. It wasn't because David had anything in his heart against them. But it was because they had everything in. It was because Saul had hate and envy in his heart towards him. Can anyone identify with this? Your enemy is the person who has the wicked heart not the not who's acting evil because people do certain things for different reasons a lot of people are hurt and just broken and need to be reconciled back to Christ but then you have those wicked ones who's bent on your demise and and I don't know about you but when I'm in the presence of wicked I can discern wicked from evil can you discern wicked from evil when I'm in the presence of wicked I know when you're dealing with a wicked spirit principalities and powers and and, and uh, things like that when you're dealing with a wicked spirit this spirit when it gets around you you can hear the rattlers the, like a rattlesnake. That's what I see when I see a wicked spirit and I know who my enemies are. I know those that are hurting. I know the ones that's acting evil because they're hurting. Those are your assignments, those hurting people, those broken people, because God is close to those with a broken and a concrete spirit. The people with the with a broken spirit, that's your assignment. And our goal as ambassadors and believers, our family members, who's broken, they're not wicked. They might just act in evil because they're hurt and they're crushed and they're broken. We're called to reconcile them back to the father not to cast them out and not to cut them off so are they evil or are they wicked it's a difference okay Saul was wicked he had a wicked heart and he plot and he planned wicked all day long and God hates that how many know how God hates the proverbs tells us that he hates a heart that that defies wicked schemes those are one of the seven things that God hates six things in the in seven. Um, proverbs. What was that? We read that. Go back and listen to my podcast because you guys are coming in near the end of it. This is part two, actually. I couldn't get on for part one. Okay, so here he is. Then he said, okay, I'm not going to try to kill him. But then Saul said to Michael, why have you just, dis- okay, then Saul, okay, let's go back. So Saul said, he swore to Jonathan that he wasn't going to kill David, right? He pretended to be his friend so he can bring him back into his presence. And so David, he, and so uh, here, 1 Samuel 19, 7, it says, then Jonathan called David and then David came back because he was letting David know, hey, David, it's cool. My dad said he ain't going to try to kill you. You can come down and back over here. We're going to be friends again. <laughs> you can't be friends with your enemy. He said, and there and there was war again. And David went out and he fought the Philistines and struck them with a mighty blow. And then and they fled from him. Now the distressing spirit, that demon, because Saul refused to forgive, uh-huh. that dist- I, 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 this is a real life story and this is happening right now. People are being tormented by demonic spirits. It says, now the distressing spirit from the Lord came upon Saul as he sat in his house and his spear was in his hand. See, now, remember he was trying to pretend like they were friends. David came back and killed the Philistines again, you know. But when that demonic spirit came on him, and he had that spirit in his hand, he threw it again, trying to kill David. And David was playing music with his hand. And David was playing music with his hand while Saul was sitting there with that spirit in his hand after that demonic spirit that came on him. Then Saul sought to pin David to the wall with the spear, but he slipped away from Saul's presence and he drove and he drove the spear into the wall. So David fled and escaped that night. So even though David, Saul said he had forgiven David, but every time that spirit comes on him to torment him, then he wants to try to kill him again. Because while this is a heart condition, this spirit is part of his life. He refused to let it go. He is an enemy. This is what an enemy looks like. An enemy has a wicked heart. Okay, he seeks to devour and to kill because he will not forgive. And so, when he will not forgive a person who's bent on your demise, who has the devil has used as to has assigned to your life to try to destroy you. You cannot befriend a real enemy. But you are called as born-again believers to let your love overcome them. So look back in your life and you have to discern. If it's something that I said or did, then I need to say I'm sorry because maybe that alone will help this person. I don't know. But um, either way it goes, we're going to have to forgive the person. Is this person acting... Out because of something you did to them. Or said to them. If you have offended your brother. Go and tell him you're sorry. Sometimes that's all a person needs to be healed. Is I'm sorry. But if you have done nothing wrong. And this person is constantly bent on your demise. Bent on destroying you. That's your enemy. An evil attitude is an evil attitude. But a wicked heart. Is a condition of the heart. A wicked, this is your enemy are those that have a wicked heart. Those that are trying to kill your reputation, trying to kill your character. Trying to kill you. But make sure that when you're suffering, because David was suffering, not because of anything he done. He was really suffering for righteousness sake. He did everything right by Saul. He wasn't perfect. But what I'm saying is he hadn't did anything to Saul. So those people who hate you without a cause, who's jealous of you without a cause, those are your enemies. But we have to bless those that curse you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. You can't get in that same arena with them. Because as believers, we're called to be ambassadors of Christ. He said, bless those that curse you. Do good to those that do evil to you. Why? What is he doing? He's trying to keep us from seeking vengeance. He said, the way we forgive people is by treating them opposite to how they treat us. Bless those that curse you. Pray for those. See, everything that God tells us to do, he tells us how to do it. Forgiveness is for you so you can be free. Bless and wish no harm or hurt to anyone. I have some wicked people in my life and I cannot fellowship with them. They'll pretend to be your friend, but sure enough, boom, that demon will pop its head, and then they're right back to that same wickedness again. Then Saul sent the messenger back to David. Now he done he done Jonathan done convinced David that everything's cool. You know, come on back around. Everything's cool. He's not gonna try to kill you. David comes back playing the music for Saul again in verse 19. He throws the sword at him. He's trying to kill him. So Saul, and then he ran away from him. So David fled and escaped that night. First Samuel nineteen eleven says Saul also sent messengers to David's house to watch him and to kill him in the morning. Right, He's still bent on trying to kill David. But David, uh, David, Saul's daughter Micah helped David to escape. He helped him to escape, but David always took the high road because even though Samuel Saul was trying to kill him, David would all David even came down and cut a piece of his robe to show him, Look, I could have killed you. But Jonathan, he still didn't believe that Saul was trying to kill him. Verse of uh, Samuel, first Samuel 20, it said, Then David fled from Niaphon and Ramah and went and said to Jonathan, what have I done? They hate him without a cause. I've had people that hate me without a cause. Didn't even know me. You hated me without a cause. They hated Jesus without a cause. Because for real, Jesus really was perfect in all his ways. And they went about doing nothing but good. But when you choose to live for Christ... The same devil that hated Jesus is the same devil's going to hate you. Because devils didn't die. Devils don't die. Those same spirits that roamed the earth when Jesus was here is still here roaming the earth. (laughs) And the same way they hated Jesus, who went about doing nothing but good, is the same way they will hate you. But the thing is, you cannot take it personal. You can't even take vengeance. The Lord said, vengeance is mine and I will repay Because in order to get even, you have to come just become just as evil. Your job as a believer is to take the high road, not the low road. It's to still be kind to them when you can. It's to still bless those that try to curse you. Why? Because God loves people. And he says, you can't say that you love God who you can't see. If you can't love your brother, who you can see. We're called to take the higher road as ambassadors of Christ and ministers of reconciliator. We are not allowed to act wicked under no circumstances. You can't do to them what they did to you. You can't treat them the way they treated you. That is against the word of God. Jesus tells us, bless those that curse you. Pray for those that despitefully use you. And when a person is evil, an evil person can be overcome by good. The Bible say love overcomes evil. It didn't say love overcomes wicked, but it did say that love overcomes evil. Evil is an, act, an, is an attitude, an action, but wicked is a heart condition. We have to be able to discern the two. Am I dealing with someone who's wicked or am I just dealing with someone who, who's acting hurt and who's evil, who's acting evil because they're hurt? How many of you know that the word of God is the power of God? A wicked person is headed towards a reprobate mind. Saul, that's how those demons would come and torment his mind. And he would see demons and all this stuff because he refused to repent. So he had a reprobate mind. He was just bent on in his sick mind. He even thought that the Lord was with him. In his sick mind, his only purpose in life was to destroy King David because of the favor and the anointing of God that was on his life. it said he feared him because he would try to set him up and set him up on dummy missions thinking he was going to get killed and he would always, the favor of God would always cause him to triumph. How many of you know that the favor of God, the grace of God is going to always cause us to triumph? That's why we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus because what we've been through, Christ has already been through, he's already conquered the conqueror. Greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world. So as believers, we're not called to act evil when evil is done to us. It says love overcomes evil. Evil person, you they can be overcome by love. But a wicked person, that's another, that's another demon. That's a wicked spirit. You're dealing with a wicked spirit. And a wicked-hearted person is going to see demonic things. A wicked-hearted person is going to think that they're doing stuff for the Lord. That's deception because King Saul thought he was doing what the Lord wanted. So Jonathan said to him, By no means you should not die. Indeed, my father. Okay, so then David fled after this. Jonathan had this conversation. He didn't know King Saul tried to kill him again. So here in Samuel, 1 Samuel 20, have you ever had that to happen to you? Somebody pretend to be friends with you because they wanted something from you? And as soon as you did what they wanted, boom, here come them, here come the demon, just manifesting again. And you're thinking, oh, my goodness, after I done did all this to them. and they, When people can give you evil in return for good, you're dealing with a wicked-hearted person. Okay, so, so be careful. Know the difference. A bad attitude, an evil attitude, be a sign of someone who's hurting and wounded and need to be healed. But a wicked attitude, this thing was fueled by envy. Where there's envy and strife, there's every evil work. Make sure that you are blameless. Make sure that the reason a person is not angry with you is because of something you did or said. Because if you did, say you're sorry. Okay? It's up to them to accept it. It's not You can't make a person to accept an apology. But say you're sorry because forgiveness is really for us. If you had a part to play. Okay, so... Um, so Jonathan, here we see David had nothing against um, Saul. He couldn't be. He couldn't come. He couldn't come to his house. He couldn't eat dinner with them. He couldn't fellowship with them. Why? Because of what was in their heart. It wasn't. It wasn't that he was evil. It was that they were evil. It was just. It was that because King Saul was evil. So then David took an oath again and said, "Your father." So Jonathan, okay, here. So because Jonathan don't know what happened, why David had to run off again. Okay, then David fled from the, and he went and said to Jonathan, because he had to go and tell Jonathan, what have I done? Why is my iniqu- What is my iniquity? I mean, what did I do? And what is my sin before your father that he seeks my life? It's good to find out. You know, we need to search ourselves and say, Lord, did I do something? Is it something that I did? And even if it is, really, there's no excuse for it. But what I'm saying is, if you did have a part, just say you're sorry, apologize pride is what keeps us from saying we're sorry but if you're suffering for righteousness sake and you're innocent and I, and I, I mean I've had this to happen envy, people were jealous of me and because they were jealous of me they hated me and just that soft spirit was there that soft spirit was on. it wasn't where I said or did anything evil to them but because they was envy it was that spirit of envy it was that soft spirit that began to manifest, right? So then David fled, okay, and then uh, by no means, you should not die. So uh, David went and told uh, Jonathan what had happened. And so in verse 2, two, first Samuel 2, tw- uh, 22, Don- so Jonathan said to him, by no means, you shall not die. Indeed, my father would do nothing, either great or small, without first telling me, you know, because he told him at first, you know, he was going to kill David, right? But he don't know that he don't try to kill him again. So David came back and said, "And why should my father hide this thing from me? Is it not so? Why won't my father tell me? Why don't you think my father would tell me if he was gonna kill you? I mean, after all, he told me in verse nineteen that he was gonna kill you, and I came and talked to him and interceded him and told me shouldn't be doing this. You didn't do number good by him. Okay, so he's not believing David, right? He said, my father ain't going to do nothing to harm you. Verse 3, then David took an oath again and said, your father certainly knows that I have found favor in your eyes. And he has said, do not let Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. So this time, he wasn't—he pretended like he wasn't going to hurt him. But the truth of the matter is, Saul, King Saul's heart never had changed. It was still wicked. And sometimes, no matter what people go through in life, when your heart is wicked, you're going to continue to come out the same kind of way. Because wicked is headed towards reprobate, a reprobate mind, a wicked hearted person has a reprobate mind. They're basically at a point of no return. So be careful because, see, unforgiveness leads to bitterness, and bitterness leads to hate, and hate leads to murder. Excuse me. And in order to, when you get to that point of hate, you're entering into wickedness. Because, see, instead of forgiving, you're letting this devil just constantly ride you. And that's why the spirit comes on you and begin to torment your mind and begin to speak and say these evil things about this person. And it just constantly keeps fueling the anger. Because one thing, being bitter does not make us better. And a lot of, we need to know, some of these our relationships are shipwrecked that should not be shipwrecked. Because we cut people off who's really, maybe, yes, maybe they did have an evil attitude. But having an evil attitude and a wicked heart is two different things. As ministers, ambassadors of Christ, and ministers of reconciliators, we're called to reconcile people back to the Father. If they have an evil heart, they're acting evil, that's because somebody hurt them along the way. So as believers, especially in our family, we need to pray and say, God give me wisdom to show me how to show use me to show goodness to this person so they can be drawn to repentance. The longer you hold on to evil it turns it can it's going to turn into wicked because what you're doing is God says if you don't forgive, then I can't forgive. Why? Because for God to forgive you, he would have to go against himself. Because God is, is a forgiving God. It was for for God's own love that he forgave. That he gave his only begotten son. He cannot forgive you if you refuse to forgive others. And when we refuse to forgive others, we open ourselves. We go from evil to wicked. So David is a perfect example. I'm not going to get through this whole story. But David is a perfect example of how he was, even though Saul was wicked, I've I've had to do good to some wicked people in my life. And I knew that they were still wicked. But this, you know what, this is what the word tells us to do. But I can't hang with them and I can't be around them. Right? But he said, don't be overcome by evil. But overcome evil with good. He didn't say don't be. He said he didn't say wicked. He said evil. It's a difference. Evil can be a bad an attitude, a bad nasty attitude. But wicked is a heart attitude. Evil can repent, but wicked has gone into reprobate. There's a wicked spirit. It's a difference between evil and wicked. Are you dealing with the evil spirit? Someone who's just crushed because God is near to those with a broken and a contrite spirit, right? Are you dealing with someone who's acting evil because they've been crushed? Or are you dealing with someone who's wicked? It's a difference. Work with that evil person because love overcomes evil and pray for that. Um, I don't even know if you would even pray for there is a sin that leadeth unto death. Because when you start getting into wicked, that's when you headed towards that reprobate. Because you're bent on, you're saying, no God, I don't care what you say. I am going to do what I want to do. That's a dangerous place in life to be. So if you're in the sound of my voice today, my prayer is, is that, before you get too wicked, because being bitter does not make us better. And the thing about it is, we think that we can just be mean at this one person, and we can compartmentalize our sin. It's okay. I just won't be nice to her. Okay, I'm gonna cut her off. Quit cutting so quick to cut people off. Now, John, Dave, Dave, uh, Saul was being motivated by a spirit of envy. Okay. Make sure that you have an opportunity to witness to this person in some way the love of God before you just cut the people off. Because regardless of how bad Saul was to David, even though David had to love him from a distance, he still was good to Saul because he had the opportunity to kill him. And he didn't. He had the opportunity to get vengeance. He literally cut a piece of his robe while he was sleeping. And he didn't. He had an opportunity to get even. To do evil to him like he was trying to do evil to him. But he didn't do that. Because he respected. that. He he said, I'm not going to touch God's anointed nor do him any harm. He had a respect for God. He had a relationship with God. And like us, we too must do like David did. And we too must say like David said. God said vengeance is his. I don't get to repay. But I understand because this person is wicked. I can't hang around them. And even though I don't have anything in my heart against them, it's the evil that's inside of them. It's the envy that's inside of them. So, my question to you is like David was saying, what is it? What is it that I've done to you? Maybe you need to ask that person if you know, because you can't discern if you're dealing with it. Now, if you're dealing with a wicked spirit, you already know what it is. But if you're dealing with an evil spirit, you might need to say to this person, what is it I've done to you? I've, I've done nothing but good to you. I mean, I don't even really know. You had to tell someone once, you don't know me. You hate me without a cause. And in return for my good, you gave me evil. So Proverbs says that if you give good in return for evil, if you give evil in return for good, the evil will not leave your house. That's You don't want that because that death angel will come through there and begin to sweep. You don't want that. You don't want, don't give evil in return for good. And don't do evil for evil because the thing about it is, this is why the Lord says, vengeance is mine. Because in order to get even, you have to become just as evil. So the Lord says vengeance is mine. I will repay. I need you to bless those that curse you. I need you to pray for those that despitefully use you. And remember Ephesians 6 and 12, that your fight is not against this flesh and blood person. But against principalities, powers, and spiritual, you know, in wicked places. Are you contending with the wicked spirit? Or is this person just acting evil because they're crushed and they're broken? And maybe they have a root of rejection. A lot of times, that's what it is, is a root of rejection. But when you run into a wicked spirit, you're going to know it, baby. Because there's nothing good you can do for them that's going to cause them to like you. Because it's not them. It's a wicked spirit that's in them that's sent on assignment to destroy you. When Saul refused to forgive, he took on the assignment of the devil. He killed 80 some prophets. The God he used to serve, now he hates. And he's killing up his people. And anything or anybody that reminds him of the goodness of God or that who tried to help David along the way, became Saul's enemy. In other words if you like them, if you are a friend of theirs, you can't be a friend of mine I've seen this spirit in operation. Are you dealing with an evil spirit? Someone who's crushed someone who has a spirit of rejection has a root of rejection Are you dealing with wicked? God is interested in household, but some of these relationships are shipwrecked because of these two forces that's in effect is it evil? And we're misidentified. We're taking people issues and we're making them about us. But like David, it's like, well, I've done nothing but good to you, but yet you still hate me. Did they not just hate Jesus? How many of you know that when you choose to live for Christ, you're going to suffer persecution, so move past that. We must say, as ambassadors and ministers of reconciliation, we, need to, we are called to be peacemakers. We're called to reconcile people back to the Father. When you're dealing with wicked, that's reprobate. But when you're dealing with evil, crushed, broken, concrete spirit, say, Lord, show me how to minister to the need of this person. Most of the time, especially in your family, you know their story. So you know that this person is crushed and broken. Don't take a person that's crushed and broken and, and, and cut them off. But ask God for wisdom in what to say and how to deal with them so you can reconcile. Lord, what what can I do? What good can I do for them? David cut a piece of Saul's robe when he slept. He did good by him. But it didn't matter how good he did by him because Saul was demon possessed. Saul was wicked. You can't He didn't say good love overcomes wicked. He said love overcomes evil. Find somebody to be good by See if you can help restore some of those shipwrecked relationships. Go back and look at it and say, are they crushed? Do they have a root of rejection or are they wicked? Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to discern the two. And I'm getting ready to end here. You guys, please go back and read Samuel, 1 Samuel, 18 through 20, 21, 22. Read the book of Samuel. This is where my lesson is coming from, shipwreck relationships. Are you still angry about someone else's issues? Are you still angry about how they are? I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys be blessed. Be so encouraged. And keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. And remember to pick up part one of this on my uh, podcast, Shipwreck Relationship Part One. And I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys be blessed and be encouraged. And um, get in the word and read Samuel. Okay? Love you all. I'm gonna end it here.